Hi, welcome to another episode of The Lord's Delight. We are sort of in a series talking about leadership, but not the so sparkly or behind the scenes aspects of leadership. And so we talked about isolation last week, like how it's lonely at the top. This week, I'm talking about Christian leadership, okay? The servant leadership and examples that I'm going to talk about are all from the Bible. leadership is a thankless job you cannot expect people to be grateful to you because that is not why you lead you lead because god has called you to do and that is a purpose and you are doing it in tandem with god with his help with the help of the holy spirit being strengthened so you do not look to people's behavior as a guide of how you should lead you should not expect i mean it is human right when you do something for people you expect them to be grateful but that is not something that you can expect as a christian leader so the first example we are going to talk about is in numbers 14 when like this is obviously most of the examples are from like moses one of the biggest leaders in the bible like who led these hundreds of thousands of people and like you know for such a long time 40 years in the wilderness is quite a bit of time and to actually there is such a hard job we can't even like you know oversee a few employees today there's so much like you know interpersonal dynamics team dynamics so much to deal with this man dealt with all that people if you look at it in numbers 14 like they are actually crying out saying would that we had died in the land of egypt instead of this wilderness why are you bringing us here and uh, the people are rebelling and moses and aaron it says fell on their faces before the congregation because they wanted to stone these two can you imagine like this guy has brought them through so much and he's like they are actually asking would it not be better for us to go to egypt and that is the point like they have been freed from this happens like you know when they send spies into canaan right to see how the promised land is that they can take it and all that and based on the report they get when the ten of them say like oh this is too hard these people this is what they say would that we had died in egypt we are going to die here the lord brought us here to do this it's like and they were ready to stone the guy who got them out of slavery they did not trust god they did not trust the leader that they had who was successful until so far this is the thing so moses like looking at their like you know responses that is not what would have spurred him to do the best right he is doing this because god has called him to The next example is like if you see in Exodus 14 it's a crossing up the red sea it's like you know dialing back like they are at the point where the pharaoh is following them in front is the red sea and how can we like you know what to do next is like a turning point and again like if you look in verse 12 what they say is 
let us alone that we may serve the egyptians didn't we say that to you in egypt itself they were like we didn't want to be freed from slavery you did it for it would have been better for us to serve the egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness so whatever god does like they are not able to believe through this like person they just saw like you know the dying of all the first bonds among egypt like they just saw massive miracle after miracle like the 10 plagues none of which touched this group of israelites but the moment they faced the red sea they turned around us like did we ask you to like take us from the egyptians like did you did we ask you to free us from slavery why did you do this and that's the thing and moses is turning to the people and he's saying do not be afraid stand still see the salvation of the lord and then he's crying to the lord god is saying to moses why do you cry to me like go forward like you know use your rod and like there comes like the parting of the red sea which is like an iconic incident but to actually bring all these people they weren't people who were like supportive saying hey you're our leader let's pray let's figure this out now it was trouble let's also look at numbers 11 and exodus 16 is the same uh incidents the people complain about food they were being given manna and they are like they say that oh my god we had cucumbers there we had meat why can't we have that here they grumbled about everything we even read later on that their chapels were not like you know worn out their clothes were as good as new for those 40 years they had not had blisters like they were like god protected them so much he provided them security he gave them like you know the pillar of cloud the pillar of fire all this and still people people kept complaining about the leadership of moses anything that their heart wanted when they didn't get they'll be turn around and say if you read through those experiences they'll say why why did you bring us out of egypt we could have been happier there forgetting the physical labor the strain they were they have freedom now they are free people but you will not see gratefulness in there there is so much grumbling and that is what moses had to face even to the point of in some instances they were like willing to stone him to death but since moses was clear on why he was leading it was because god had called him to not because of how good the people were how they treated him so that's a leader if you don't have the clarity that you're doing this for god it's going to break you you're going to give up you're going to get exhausted you're going to be like already you will have face emotions like when people betray uh, like they grumble against you complain against you you will face all that but you will be able to go through the journey as a leader only when you are sure that this is your calling and a purpose that god has called you to Let's also look at another example from Matthew 11 and this is going to be like verses 18 to 20. No matter what kind of leader you are, what style of leader you are, you are going to get talked against. Jesus says this in Matthew 11, 18 to 20, for John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking and they say, Look at him a glutton and a drunkard a friend of tax collectors and sinners yet wisdom is justified by her deeds John was criticized for being who he was he didn't drink 
like you know he didn't do hang out with people he was in the wilderness whatever style of ministry he was criticized jesus came he he drank wine he was eating with like you know people his ministry was a different style and people criticized him too they called him a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners so no matter what is the kind of ministry that you have the way you do it that is going to be people criticizing it the only way is not to go address people it's to be sure of your calling that god has called you to do that is the only thing if you expect flattery or if you if there are people around you doing that be very very diligent and like wet people out that is not godly yes we all need support systems that is a lot of things depends upon like very worldly leadership your first go to is god and the fact that he has called you to do it not pat on the back from people so this is the second thing which is you are going to have struggle from the very own people that you lead you are going to be criticized as a leader christian leader in any style of ministry and that you will be able to withstand because you are sure of the calling that god has for you okay then i'll talk to you next week bye